I'm Paul Wilson, and you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, uh, it's been crazy busy over here at Calibrated Power, home of DuramaxTuner.com. Uh, Chris Emke, uh, my fearless co-host, will be back on uh, for the next episode. We are working together uh, to try to put together a really cool episode. We think it's a topic everybody's going to be into, so we're excited for that. While we've been uh, working so hard on some of the other stuff going on, uh, we thought we had a really, really cool uh, opportunity for all of our listeners to take a listen to something Nick Pregnitz worked on. Uh, this is the Cummins 03 to 07 Stealth STR Turbo versus the stock turbo versus a stock turbo with a modified wastegate. Uh, so they did this really, really, really in-depth data analysis where they ran the same truck with all the same modifications uh, through a handful of different tests. And then measured the results and the differences of the results between all three turbo options. Uh, in a later blog article, they also added in, they went back and they did the Stealth 64 and the Stealth 67 G2. So we're excited. You can read about that data. Uh, but the audio you're going to hear today covers the STR, the stock, and the stock with a modified wastegate. Uh I was around back in 13 when, when Nick first worked on the Cummins Turbo Shootout for this this same model range of trucks, 03 to 07. That was published in Diesel Power Magazine. It compared five or six different turbos available on the market to each other through a range of four or five different tests. At the time, back in 2013, it was the most data-rich, scientifically-approached way to compare turbochargers. Now, fast forward all the way here to 2023, 2024, they wrapped it up. They were working on it. It took a long time to get through the project. Um, it by far blows that that article away. Uh, so take a listen. Nick's going to walk you through everything. Some of the stuff might be a little bit visual. Uh, it was this, this was you know shot for a YouTube video. So if you want to see it, go over to DuramaxTuner.com's YouTube channel uh, and check out. You can watch the whole video. You can see all the visuals. Real quick before we jump into the episode, a shout out to our sponsors, XDP, your one-stop shop for diesel performance. We love working with them. We've been working with them for, God, over a decade. Uh, same goes true for WC Fab. Uh, everything under the sun, you need powder-coated or custom-fabricated. They're the guys to go to. I love their high-flow bundles. Uh, I really think that they're a super cool option for a, a new-to-diesel user or even a, a very well-experienced diesel owner to be able to jump in, grab everything at one time that they need, powder coat it all one color so it's customized just to you, and then be able to bolt it on the truck and know that it's going to fit and perform at the highest possible levels. Uh, and then last but not least, Exergy Performance. I love working with Exergy. We've had Randy Harkema uh, and crew on the show a handful of times. One of the smartest guys I've ever met. I don't think there's any question there. Uh, we keep going back to them time and time again when it comes to our high high-pressure fuel system needs. Uh, because we get that consistency, that consistency of perfection. And uh, when it comes to your fuel system, there really is no no almost there. So uh, without any further ado, let's kick it over to Nick. Hey, how about instead of another turbo video where we talk about theoretical data, we actually put equipment on a truck, put it on the dyno, measure a shitload of parameters, and show you the data. In 2011, I did a turbo shootout with a 2006 Ram. It's been about 12 years, so I decided we should do another turbo shootout with a 2006 Ram. This is the whipping boy behind me. This truck, 2006, big fuel system, engine that's taken king of the streets and sled pulls and whatever else, so things built to the hilt. Plenty 
to take care of testing these stock appearing turbochargers. So that is our plan. A lot has changed in 12 years. I've had plenty of time to think about how to do this turbo shootout better. So we've hired Dan. Dan's gonna be operating the truck on the dyno and basically living in this room for the next two weeks doing these tests, getting me all the data that I want. Thank you, Dan. We've also outfitted the truck with every sensor imaginable from Banks Engineering. That includes pressure sensors everywhere, temperature sensors everywhere, turbo speed sensor, air fuel ratio, Basically everything you ever wanted to know about how the truck is running is now measured on the truck. All right, so the first test. The first test is the stock turbocharger, unmolested, untouched, unmodified, okay? And this is gonna be similar to like, if you're running an Edge Juice or a Smarty MM3 or anything that doesn't modify the boost table of the truck, okay? And the reason we're gonna test it that way is because those guys are out there and they exist and trucks, some of them on the road are limited to 28 PSI and so that's where we're at. The first test we're gonna do is called the toe test. And the toe test is basically a steady state test that collects all the channels that we logged on the banks. So all the bank sensors, plus all of the OBD channels that we're logging. And it's gonna collect all those channels at 80 different points on a spreadsheet. And by spreadsheet, I mean a histogram. And by histogram, I mean something that has a load and RPM, right? So if you look at that histogram, that spreadsheet, you can see Okay, if I tow at 1,750 RPM and I need an output of 300 horsepower to do what I want to do towing, or I need an output of 250 or 400 horsepower, whatever that is and whatever that RPM is, you can look at that point and say, this is the boost I expect, this is the EGT I expect, this is the turbo shaft speed I expect. You get the picture, down the line with the PIDs, right? So the tow test, we're gonna run through those 80 different points. Now that is a super fun day for Dan, I can assure you but he's gonna do it, he's gonna like it, and we're gonna have the data to show you. From there, we're gonna go to the spool-up test. The spool-up test is a fun one. There's no real standard in the industry for spool-up measurement. Normally, what you'll do is go on a forum and read that a turbo spools just like stock, which will, of course, be a load of horse shit, but you won't know any better because you won't have any data to say the opposite of that. Well, our goal here is to give you some data, and we're gonna do that by using the dyno to hold the truck at a specific RPM, in this case, 2 RPM, 1500 and 1700 RPM. We're gonna run the test from 100 horsepower to 200 horsepower. Now keeping the RPM consistent, all he's gonna do is flat foot the throttle and see how long the truck takes to go to 100 to 200. And that basically shows how quickly the truck responds to the throttle or how quickly the truck spools up. And that time is the spool up number. Now he's gonna do that a dozen times because doing it once isn't really that precise. So we're gonna take the average of those dozen times and we're gonna show those averages to you and that is gonna be the spool up time. And those you'll be able to compare across different turbos and RPMs. So you get to see how quickly the stock turbo comes to life compared to how quickly a modified stock turbo comes to life compared to how quickly everything we sell comes to life. You've waited long enough in the video for me to talk about max power. The thing that everybody who tries to sell you a turbocharger wants to talk about, the max power test. So we're gonna run max power tests. We're gonna run it in an interesting way though. We're gonna run different RPM points and we're gonna run against a lambda constraint. Well, it's a lambda constraint, okay? It's an air fuel ratio limit, a smoke limit. So we're not just gonna say the turbo can make a shitload of power, period. We're gonna say a turbo can make a certain output before it becomes smoky. And the lambda limit is 1.10. So as long as the lambda is above 1.10, we're gonna call it clean. And in that case, the power number counts. So he's gonna push the truck as far as it can at 1250, 1500, 1750, 2000, 
et cetera, et cetera, through the RPM points to see what the lambda limit max horsepower is. So we're not just gonna give you some bogus max power number. We're gonna say the airflow that's available from this turbocharger can allow the truck to run clean up to this power level. We know all you competition guys who are running the stock appearing turbo class wanna know how much power the turbo can make, period. Never mind Lambda, never mind EGT. I wanna know how much power the truck can make. I wanna know how fast I can go down the drag strip. I wanna know how fast I can go with the sled behind me. Okay, fine. We'll give you the no Lambda limit power numbers as well. Those numbers, I'm just gonna qualify those by you can always add more fuel and get a little bit more return, okay? But this is pretty stupid fuel and the returns from here are pretty low and the risks are pretty high. So not recommended, but if you want a competition only power number, this is it. Okay, so we're looking at the data here and this is the data of the stock turbocharger, the stock turbocharger that was modified with our wastegate canister and plug and the STR, which is a new turbocharger for us. This data is what we refer to as our tow test data. And basically it is a spreadsheet of horsepower on the left-hand side in the rows, and then engine RPM on the top side in the columns. So you can follow en any engine RPM and any horsepower output at the wheels and find out what the corresponding turbocharger data is. For instance, on the stock turbocharger, we can see that the shaft speed, that is the turbine shaft speed is 92,000 RPM when the engine is making 200 horsepower at the wheels at 2,000 engine RPM. Similarly, we can trace that over to 200 RPM or 200 horsepower and 2,000 RPM on the improved uh, stock turbocharger and see that it makes 106,000 um, shaft speed RPM. So that's basically how the tow test data is laid out. Now, yes, we did hit every one of these cells with each turbocharger multiple times. This is a crap ton of data. And this is kind of the distilled version, which is still a lot of data. So I'm gonna do my best to go over this data and analyze it and tell you what I think it means. Uh, you will have access to all this data yourself. So if you wanna look at the data and make your own conclusion, I would encourage you to do so. That is what living in America does for you. Okay, so first turbocharger, which is the OEM as delivered turbo stock wastegate canister. This wastegate canister is set to about 24 PSI, 25 PSI uh, from the factory. So that is a boost limit from the factory. And so in this first sheet, you can see that the factory does that. And what it does is it limits shaft speed. So we have a basically a limit of shaft speed about 112,000 RPM, call it 110,000 RPM shaft speed limit. Um, limiting that shaft speed also limits the maximum boost pressure of the turbo, which you can see in this chart here. Okay, so we have a maximum boost number that we see of about 27 PSI but typically in the 23 to 25 PSI range, which is what you'll normally see on a stock turbo, unmolested turbo uh, on a Cummins, but no turbo tuning. So no boost fooler, no goodies, uh, nothing else to improve boost. Now keep in mind, we have a lot of fuel in this truck, so we can push that a little harder, get a little more boost than the average bear out of it. But you know, this is our data, and I'm just showing you what our data shows. The shaft speed data, goes from the, uh, from the stock turbo to the OEM improved turbo. Um, now we get more shaft speed out of the improved turbo. Remember we tighten up the wastegate canister, we allow more boost, we allow more drive pressure. Doing those things allows shaft speed to come up. And we, we basically use shaft speed as the limit for where we set the wastegate canister on the stock turbocharger. 
So um, we look at that 135,000 RPM number as kind of the ceiling for long-term reliability. And you can see that we see 133,000 RPM in our testing. So our, our <laughs> Uh, wastegate canister setting is pretty close. I wouldn't say it's perfectly precise, but it's better than 1%. So that's that's pretty good. Hats off to the team uh, for the wastegate canister setting. You may choose to set your wastegate canister at a different setting. You may make your turbocharger more or less reliable by doing so. Uh, but our setting is right there. And you can see 133,000 shaft speed gives us about 38 PSI max on that um, improved stock turbocharger which if you read the forums that 38 to 40 number is pretty much the limit on a stock turbocharger as far as making it last similarly our str which has bigger wheels in it and uh, higher flow basically a modified stock appearing turbocharger um, has a 60 millimeter compressor wheel much larger turbine uh, yada 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 now that turbocharger uh, we set similar shaft speed limit so 135,000 rpm still like the stock turbocharger so you know we're looking to get good reliability and usability out of the turbocharger and in our testing you can see we, we hit 135,000 shaft speed now you can see here at 550 horsepower and 2750 rpm 3000 rpm that we have data filled in on the str but we do not have it on the oem improved and we have a lot of data missing on the stock turbocharger the data that's missing was either unable to be achieved on the dyno, meaning that the truck was limiting, the, uh, the ECM was limiting the truck's ability to make power based on either a lack of boost or our operator was limiting power based on Lambda. So the truck was too smoky. So if Lambda conditions went richer than 1.1 or 1.15, uh, the operator was basically instructed uh, abort that cell. So too much smoke would not be something you would tow with anyway. If you have a Lambda richer than 1.15, odds are you would downshift or try and find a different gear because you'd be hazing out at that point and, and nobody wants to be towing like that. So when you see cells missing, that's that's basically what it, what it means is the operator was unable to achieve the, the data in those cells. Okay, so moving down. The next set of data I'll show you is EGT data. And that data is pretty much as it reads um, you can go through and look at that stuff. I'm not going to spend too much time here. Um, basically, it's, I will tell you this. It's not terribly perfect data. We, don't, we didn't hold the truck at that RPM and that load for a perfect amount of seconds or with a perfect amount of heat soak. Um, so it's not like it was done on an engine dyno and it's not like it was done in perfect laboratory conditions. So the data you're, hearing, you're reading here is uh, you know, yellowish green. It's not green data. It's, um, it's close, but it's not perfect. And it, you know, if you're seeing differences of, let's say, like let's compare the STR at 500 horsepower uh, at 2750 and um, similarly the OEM improved turbo. And you can see in one cell, there's a difference of 200 degrees Fahrenheit. In another cell, there's a difference of 50 degrees Fahrenheit. You know, if you're seeing, I would average a few cells and kind of use draw your conclusion from there. If, if the four cells in that area all look 50 degrees cooler, then the odds are that one turbo is 50 degrees cooler in that cell, in that, in that area. You can see the factory turbocharger starts to get pretty hot here at 400 horsepower. Uh, that's, that has a lot to do with its inability to supply enough air to cool the truck off. So our Lambda starts to get rich, the truck starts to get hot, we don't have enough air to cool things off, and so EGT gets warm. So you can see at 400 horsepower at 3000 RPM, 1545, 
similarly 1334, similarly 1355 on the STR. So the STR and the OEM improved, we're able to control EGTs a lot better than the stock as delivered. At these higher performing areas, I would say the STR is on average a little bit cooler. Um, again, we weren't able to run the OEM improved at 550 horsepower continuous because the Lambda was out of control at that point. And I'll tell you 550 horsepower continuous on a Mustang dyno is a lot of power. Uh, the cooling system on the truck gets overwhelmed very quickly. We have a 15 horsepower fan in front of the truck and even that is not able to get all the heat off of the radiator and run the truck continuous. This truck was designed to run 300 horsepower continuous stock. So I mean, we're asking 250 horsepower more and that's the tires. Uh, Mustang dyno, you know, <laughs> if you're doing comparisons for advertising dyno numbers, um, add 12.5% for what you'd probably see on the internet. That's close to 600 horsepower continuous. Okay, boost pressure. I thought this was a pretty interesting one because it shows limitations of the OEM charger and then a modified OEM charger. So uh, if you modify the OEM charger to get 38 pounds of boost peak, you're still going to be limited to that you know lower boost number peak at higher RPMs. And that's really a result of drive pressure. So drive pressure comes up so high to work that stock turbocharger to make the boost that you really can only take advantage of that boost in the lower rev ranges before it kind of peaks out up top. The STR does a little better job of managing that. Um, you're seeing peaks of 42, 43 PSI in the STR where you're seeing, I would say 37-ish, so on the, on the modified stock charger. Um, basically the STR runs five to six more pounds of boost competently compared to the modified stock turbocharger. Um, this data, this is not molested data, this is not smooth, da smooth data, so you see 42, 40, 41, 42, 40, 40, you know, it's not perfectly smooth data. This isn't theoretical data, this is actual data that we pulled off the dyno. So yeah, we could smooth it out, make it a little, make it look a little bit sharper, but I want to show you the real thing. This next one, drive pressure, is, is interesting, um, because drive pressure and boost pressure when you combine those things together into one calc, you get some pretty useful data, and that's the boost to drive ratio. So the drive pressure that we see, the maximum drive pressure we see on the STR is in the high 50s. Maximum drive pressure we see on the uh, stock chargers in the high 50s. Uh, the, I should say the improved chargers in the high 50s, and then the stock charger is uh, 36, but you know, wastegate canister basically limits that. The drive pressure numbers look similar, right? But when you do the ratios, you start to see a difference. So that ratio of 1.66, 1.67, you're getting pretty high ratios of drive pressure on that OEM improved charger. On the STR, you're still in the 140s and 130s over here at 3000 RPM. Now the magic number is 1.0, right? So equal numbers boost to drive, and you'll get that down low in the rev range. But as soon as you start working the truck, and the, uh, the RPM comes up, you're gonna see that boost drive ratio uh, fade away. And basically the, the happiness of the charger has a lot to do with that boost drive ratio. So that's a, a big telltale of what we look at to see you know, when is this charger happy or not. And the factory with their wastegate setting keeps the charger very happy, 1.35. Uh, it doesn't keep you very happy as a driver because you don't have a lot of power, but <laughs> the charger is pretty happy. Uh, Modifying the wastegate canister and getting more boost out of the charger pushes it pretty hard. So we're seeing that 1.6 range, 1.67. Um, the STR, 1.44, 1.46. Uh, 
The, the takeaway on this uh, drive pressure ratio deal is to remember that when people talk about drive pressure ratios, that those things are dynamic and they change with RPM and they change with load. So the higher, you know, if someone's going to tell you a drive pressure ratio, you need to qualify it with a load and RPM. Otherwise, it's meaningless. If someone says a turbo, oh, that turbo makes 1.1 boost drive. Okay, well, so does mine right here and right here, right? So tell me where, tell me how. It's a fluid number. Um, delta intercooler temp. I just thought this was kind of an interesting one because it shows how much heat's being scrubbed off of the intake charge. So this is the change in intercooler temp, change in temperature of the air as it leaves the turbo before it goes into the engine. Basically tells you how hot the intercooler, how much heat the intercooler is scrubbing off the, the charge air. Um, puts that in perspective this, with the stock turbo, the intercooler scrubs off at 245 degrees and then less, of course, at less load and RPM. Um, whereas the um, modified chargers, you know, you're asking the intercooler to do a lot more work. This is my favorite data set, Lambda. And I think this is probably the first time that anybody's talked coherently about it on YouTube um, because most guys don't censor their trucks up to look at Lambda. And so when I, when I censor the truck up to look at Lambda, what I want to see is, is the truck clean or is it smoky or is it somewhere in between? Right, because Lambda is not a binary thing. It's not either smoky or clean. It can be gray. It can be ever so slightly gray. It can be clean as a whistle, right? So when I look at this Lambda data, what I'm looking for is when is the truck brake richer than 1.15? Okay, and the factory truck, the factory charger, it looks like in the tune, um, because there's not enough boost, the truck is basically clean through the whole tow test. Um, we had a couple 1.13s, 1.15, 1.10. So we're getting a little bit on the cusp here. But these 1.23s, that's still clean. Um, basically, to run the truck clean, you need to have airflow. And so if that airflow isn't there, you're not going to be able to run the truck clean. The, the story on um, comparing the improved charger to the STR is an interesting one, too, because download the the factory improved charger does beat the STR. Now I know I sell the STR and I'm only supposed to say great things about it, but turbocharging is about compromises. And smaller wheels will serve the truck better at low RPM. There's just no way around it. We have, what we have to do as a turbo builder is give you the best compromise we can by giving you the lightest weight rotating assembly and providing you a turbocharger that meets the peak power needs as well as possible while meeting your towing needs as well. So what I mean by beats the stock turbo or beats the STR is that, um, you know, let's take 200 horsepower and 1500 RPM, for instance, 1.3 Lambda is richer than 1.36. So the OEM improved charger is moving a little bit more air, is a little bit cleaner than the um, STR. And that's just a really heavy load at 1500 RPM. Um, as you go a little bit heavier, you can tell the STR kind of uh, comes back. So 1.32 um, and then 1.23. We didn't get a, a number on this one here. Similarly, 1.39, 1.38. So pretty close then at 1750. And we're getting, um, you know, 1.26, 1.28. I'm guessing this number at 400 would have been similar if we would have been able to push it there. Some of these cells, you know, this is this data was collected over a month of testing, so I wouldn't say it's it's you know immaculate, um, 
but this is reality and I'm sharing with you what I have. 350 at 2000, 350 at 2000. So we're a little bit cleaner on the STR now. And that story kind of uh, shakes out more or less as we continue to go more power, more RPM. The STR continues to shine by allowing more airflow. So at these higher um, RPMs and airflow numbers, uh, let's say 450 for instance, 2500, we got 1.20, 1.16. You may say 1.20, 1.16, that's not that big of a difference, Nick. Well, let me tell you that 0.05 lambda does mean something. 0.05 lambda is 5% of your air fuel ratio. So to be 5% cleaner is significant. You can start to see that out of the pipe as you're driving the truck. 10% leaner is a big deal. That is a big deal. 0.1 lambda is something that you need to take notice of. Um, so if I'm seeing 0.05 lambda numbers, you know, better, um, I am saying, okay, that is, that's significant. One charger is definitely outshining the other. Okay, so that's the data on the STR for the tow test. There's a lot of data here. I will say that the STR did what I expected it to do uh, as far as the tow test goes. So for what, what I was looking for as the builder of the STR was to basically do as well or better than the OEM improved charger in most of those low RPM areas and then really outshine it up top. So maintain the same shaft speed as the improved OEM charger and move more air and basically uh, run at better boost drive ratios on the top end. So it's gonna allow the user to run the truck cleaner under higher horsepower levels, basically keep the thing um, more reliable at those higher horsepower levels. I have information for you on the 64 mil and on the 67 mil. We're gonna do a separate video for those. It's a lot of data to put all into one video, so we're gonna separate those out. And I also have peak power numbers for the STR, as well as the other chargers, uh, with lambda limits and without lambda limits, so for competitive use. And I'll be sharing that information as well. So we have a lot of information to go over. Uh, you know, Look through these videos and use them to your best uh, ability to uh, you know, decide which turbocharger is the best fit for you. All right, so coming out of the towing test, I wanted to put another test together to just show you the other element to drivability that I think is really important, and that is spool up. So that is the truck's ability to go from one horsepower level to the other as fast as possible. And the spool up test is basically we hold the truck at a certain RPM, be it 1500 or 1700 RPM, and we floor the truck multiple times without letting it exceed that RPM number and we see how quickly it's able to gain power. So again, the truck does not gain ground speed or engine RPM, it only gains power. And we do this seven times, we throw out the high and the low, and then we average the data, and that's what you have in front of you here on the screen. So, I could tell you the truck spools up like stock, or I could show you the data and say at 1500 RPM, to go from 100, RPM, 100 horsepower continuous to 200 horsepower, if you floor the truck at 1500, and basically you're loaded heavy enough that the truck cannot gain speed at all, it takes 2.26 seconds to do that on a stock turbocharger. On our improved turbocharger, it takes an average of 1.88 seconds. Now that's a stock charger with the uh, wastegate improvement. On our STR charger, it takes 2.29 seconds. So basically the spool up is exactly like an unmodified stock turbocharger. Now, if I was a selling man, I could stop the test right there and say that ours is basically the same as a stock turbo. I think the improved charger has a little bit of a benefit because it has the light rotating assembly of the stock charger and the tight wastegate, which really drives a lot more energy onto the turbine um, as, the, as our STR. We go to 1700 RPM, 
continuous, right? So we hold 1700 RPM, we do the same test. The stock charger goes from 0.76 seconds to an improved version, which is 0.87 seconds, and then the STR, which is 1.1 seconds. These numbers are all very narrow in scope. They're all very close to each other. I realize my logic doesn't hold true as far as the wastegate can tightness, uh, like it did on the 1500 RPM test. The best, inf the best theory I have on that is that this test has a lot of variability in it, and it's not perfect. It's just data. So that's the data. Again, 1700 RPM, we go this time from 100 horsepower to 250 horsepower. You can see the stock charger, 1.30, the improved stock charger, 1.38, and the STR, 1.64. And we're talking a difference of 0.25 seconds. Um, that's a very small difference. Driving on the street, I don't think you'd be able to tell the difference between any of these chargers until they really came into power. The, the response on the street is crisp. Um, they're all there. They're all very responsive turbos. And here's the data to prove it. The next test I'm going to talk about is the peak power test, so stay tuned. All right, so we're back. And this next set of data is the STR versus the improved stock turbo versus the stock turbo with Lambda Limited Power. Now, Nick, I've heard power numbers before. What the hell is Lambda Limited? Okay, so... I needed some way to qualify this test so that it didn't turn into just a who can build the smokiest tune and overspin the ever-living hell out of this turbo and make the most power out of it. So I had to put some constraints on the test so that it was meaningful. The meaning of Lambda Limited is that this is the most power you can make clean. So our minimum Lambda on this test, we're shooting for a minimum Lambda of 1.10. If we could get between 1.10 and 1.15, it was a good test. Basically, my goal here is to show you numbers which you can expect out of a reliable setup that's clean. Um, by reliable, I mean we set the maximum shaft speed target to about 135,000 RPM on our turbocharger, the STR, and the uh, uh, OEM improved as well was about 135. So similar shaft speeds. Now, I know we um, exceeded that slightly on the STR. That, that happens. Um, but such is the nature of experiments, sometimes things aren't perfect. But here's the data. Okay, so the OEM as delivered charger. Across the top we have RPM, and basically this is the maximum rear wheel horsepower number that was achieved at that RPM uh, based on said lambda limit. So at low RPM we have low numbers, 111 horsepower, 129, 101 with the STR. Really what I'm looking for is once we start to get in that 1500 to 1700 RPM uh, range is where the truck really starts to make power and come to life. So 1500 RPM, 209, 350, 330, uh, 330 on the STR. The OEM improved, you'll notice, makes a little more power at 1500 RPM, and I'm not surprised by that. Uh, the charger comes to life a little bit quicker at 1500. It's uh, a little bit um, better at towing at 1500 and below. So it doesn't surprise me that the charger is able to make a little more Lambda Limited power at 1500 and below. The reason the stock turbocharger is in the dirt on all these tests is because it does not move enough air because of the factory wastegate setting. Um, so there's just not enough air in the system to make power. Um, so you can see basically these are factory limited power numbers and then as we get to the higher RPM as we kind of overcome the wastegate <laughs> choke and force the turbo to make more boost despite the wastegate being open. So we go from 23 to 24 pounds of boost or so, or 28 pounds of boost, I'm sorry. And that's when you start to see the turbo come to life. So uh, maximum power on a stock charger that we were able to achieve was about 430 horsepower Lambda Limited. 
Um, on the OEM improved charger, we were able to make about 500 wheel horsepower to the tire. Uh, that is a pretty strong number on a stock turbocharger. And by stock, I mean stock with our wastegate canister on it. So you can see we're seeing about 36 to 38 pounds of boost and 35 here at 3,000. So 28 pounds of boost out of the, out of the stock turbocharger. Uh, that's wastegate limited. And we come into the um, improved charger and we see that 38 to 36 pounds of boost. Again, 41 pounds of boost down low, 39. And then it kind of tapers off as we go up. And the, the taper is really a result of the drive pressure coming up and overcoming the wastegate spring. And so we see only 35 pounds of boost at 3000 RPM. So that's kind of the natural flow of things. You can see that again in the STR, we get our peak boost really at 2000 RPM and then 41 pounds of boost at um, 3000 RPM. So the STR on average is running five or six more pounds of boost at peak than the uh, OEM improved. Um, we have the max power, right? I said 500 horsepower, basically out of the improved charger. That 500 horsepower represents Mustang dyno rear wheel horsepower numbers. Add 12.5% if you want to compare dyno jet numbers. So that, uh, you know, that 502 turns into 560 pretty quick. That's just math in my head. It's probably actually more than that. The STR, on the other hand, 543. So about 50 more uh, rear wheel horsepower, a Lambda Limited with the STR than the OEM improved. This turns into close to 600 rear wheel horsepower with that dyno jet correction. So just for those of you keeping track, the difference between the OEM improved and the STR is really the difference between the limit of a factory fuel system. So the goal of the STR charger is to max out a factory fuel system, stock injector, stock CP3. So the factory fuel system has enough fuel to get you to about that 600 rear wheel horsepower number, maybe a little bit more if you have a lot of extra air. The STR, the goal of the charger is to be just the perfect size to max out a stock fuel system. I think we're pretty close here. It's a pretty, pretty strong charger in that regard. Um, the turbo shaft speed, I'll drop down to this next row, 115,000 RPM. Again, I didn't set that up. That was the factory setting. Shaft speed on the improved charger, that's about 135, 133,000. And then uh, 140, 143,000 on the STR. EGT, this is a number that is, um, it's interesting for comparison's sake, but I wouldn't say it's, it's green data. I would say it's yellow data. Um, and the reason I say that is that these tests were not all started at the same internal engine heat in the same dyno lab uh, temperature. It might've been off a little bit. The intercooler might've been heat soaked a little bit. Some of these runs might've been back to back. So I think the power numbers are really good. I think the shaft speed numbers are good. The boost numbers are good. There's a lot of numbers that I think are really good on these tests. I think the um, EGT, maybe not great. Uh, gives you an idea though of the kind of numbers you're talking about. Anything that's Lambda limited is usually gonna be in that mid fit 1550, 1530 range. So the fact that we're seeing 1590, uh, peaking a 1600, 1600, I mean, none of these numbers surprise me. We already talked about outlet pressure. Um, so it's boost, boost to drive ratios. I always think these are interesting. The factory likes that 1.35 boost to drive ratio. The OEM improved, we're starting to see um, 1.63, especially up top. Uh, we talked in the tow test video about how boost drive ratios change with RPM. This is a great example of that. Uh, always easy to make a good drive to boost ratio at low RPM. It's when you get up to 3000 that things really start to get upside down. You start asking a lot of the, of the charger. Uh, the 
STR delivers a similar, you know, slightly lower drive boost ratio, but uh, usually a little bit lower than the uh, improved OEM charger. You can see the drive numbers that were used and the boost numbers that were used are up above here. So basically this drive to boost ratio is just dividing this into this. Um, delta temp of the intercooler. I always think this is interesting because it shows how much heat the intercooler is scrubbing off. Um, pretty significant numbers, 330 degrees on the improved stock charger, 370 degrees on the STR. So the more, basically the more boost you're asking from the system, the more boost the system's creating, the more temperature you're gonna have to scrub off of the system. Lambda. So the Lambda limit was supposed to be one point between 1.10 and 1.15 um, at the operator. So what we did was we held the truck at these RPM using the dyno and he would apply the throttle until we got to a certain lambda limit and then click. So he would notate at that point and that's how the data was collected. Uh, you'll notice that not all these lambda numbers are perfect. So on the OEM as delivered, we have uh, 1.15 mostly across the way and then at 3000, we get a little bit richer and that probably accounts that big power number is that we got quite a bit richer over here. So again, a little bit of operator work here. Um, on the improved charger, we had some pretty strong power numbers and we had some pretty rich operations. So 1.07, 1.06, 1.10, a couple of 112s. Um, so, you know, it's, it's okay. Um, it's, it's not an easy test to do. Um, but that's, you know, we're just sharing the information. So if you're comparing a particularly high spot in the dyno graph where you think, oh, that's kind of an outlier, we'll check that against the Lambda, right? Because uh, that's, that's the nature of the test. And then the Lambda again for the, uh, for the STR. And we've got a low one here at 2750 and then comes back at 3000. So a good comparison here at 3000. We got 1.09, 1.09, and 1.10. Those are very close Lambda limits. And so comparing those peak power numbers of 543, 502, and 435, um, pretty cool to compare those. I know what some of you were thinking. I want to see the big number. I want to see the truck pull number. So the competitive use of the truck, I want to see how much power it can make in competitive circumstance. So here's the max power without Lambda control. Basically, this is just putting it on the big tune and not looking at the air-fuel ratio gauge and running the truck uh, on the biggest tune that we had in the truck uh, and seeing, okay, you know, how much power can you make if you're stupid? And this is this would be a truck pull competitive use only style setup, right? So you can see by the Lambda numbers here, we're getting really in the weeds. Uh, 0.89, 0.90, 0.79. I mean, that's some really rich stuff. Similarly, you can see the power numbers jump. So where the um, factory stock charger was at 435, now we're at 466. We were at 502 or 499, now we're up near 590, 580. So what, what this should be clicking in your head is when people are advertising dyno numbers online out of certain chargers, and you're wondering, why are we getting such a variability on the amount of power out of some of these chargers? Well, it has to do a lot with the tolerance for smoke and reliability. So who's willing to really push something to the absolute limit of stupidity uh, and, and degradation of the parts involved and, you know, for, uh, for the absolute highest number. Well, if you're willing to do that, this is the number you can expect out of the truck. You can see the shaft speed numbers stay relatively similar. And the thing about that is that that's controlled by the wastegate. So the wastegate is going to allow the truck to vent that extra exhaust gas temperature or extra exhaust gas around 
regardless of whether you threw an extra, you know, 40 pounds of fuel at it, <laughs> it's just, it's going to go out the wastegate. Back to our power though, we did gain 90 horsepower on the improved stock charger. We gained um, similarly on the uh, STR, so big jump. 619 rear wheel horsepower on a Mustang dyno is equivalent to 700 rear wheel horsepower on a dyno jet. So that's a lot of power on a stock appearing charger that responds just like stock and has, um, <laughs> you know, has all the towing characteristics that we went over earlier in the spool up and all that fun stuff. So that's a strong number. Um, still about a 50 horsepower difference between these two. Uh, 40 to 50 horsepower difference depending on where you're at. And then the factory charger is way back here in the 460s. Shaft speed didn't change. EGT you can see is, is well, well into the danger zone. Um, not quite as much on the OEM charger and that's basically because the, um, the amount of boost the charger was making wouldn't allow it to fuel. The ECM looks at boost and says, okay, how much boost are we making? That determines how much fuel I'm allowed to throw at the truck. And so the ECU is not seeing the boost number that it wants to see to allow the truck to go to full fuel. So we get a little bit of safety there. And really, I'm kind of thankful for it because not having the air would have really pushed a ton of fuel out of this thing. Boost numbers, very similar to the previous test. That shouldn't surprise you um, because drive numbers and wastegate position settings were very similar. Uh, really, this test, all it shows you is that if you add a lot of fuel to an existing uh, tune, you know, to an existing airflow number, you can add a lot of power. And uh, that's just true on a 5.9 liter truck. You can get a lot of power if you're willing to uh, put a lot of smoke out of the tailpipe. So these Lambda numbers, nothing I would advise using on the street, uh, nothing I would advise towing with, uh, nothing that, you know, should be used outside of the drag strip or the competitive environment. But uh, if you want to advertise a power number, that is the maximum power number of that turbocharger. That is the maximum power number of that turbocharger. And that is the maximum power number of that turbocharger. Okay, so that's the basic summary of peak performance on the STR versus the OEM versus the improved stock charger. We also have some badass information on the 64 millimeter and the 67 millimeter version of our Stealth, which we will show you after this. This is the time in the video where I mentioned that we make the STR in-house. And if you appreciate the way this test was conducted and you appreciate the amount of data and critical analysis that we go through in the design process here at Calibrated Power, that you might think about giving us a call to talk about your application. We can be reached at 815-568-7920. I can assure you that I only hire people who are equally as nerdy and interested in these products. I'm Nick with Duramax Tuner. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. Twat bitch. Oops, whoops.